we are live. Welcome. Thank you all so much for joining us for today's live stream event, Craving Attention, How to Capture and Retain the Audience Your Ad Needs. My name is Ashley McManus, and I am the Senior Director of Global Marketing and Affectiva, a smart ad company. Uh, I just wanted to give some brief context as people are arriving, and our speakers are going to talk more in depth about this. Uh, today, we're going to dive into some of the latest advancements in visual attention measurement and how it's revolutionizing ad creative effectiveness testing. We will also discuss creative development strategies, how to balance attention and brand goals, and briefly touch on integrating attention metrics into your existing measurement frameworks. So with all of that being said, I am thrilled to host our expert speakers today. We have Duncan Southgate, Senior Director, Global Creative Insights Division at Kantar, and our own Graham Page, who is Global Managing Director of Media Analytics at Affectiva SmartEye. So with all of that, let's get started. Graham and Duncan, let's have you introduce yourselves, your roles, and maybe touch on what your businesses do at a high level. So maybe let's start with Duncan and then go to Graham. Hi, Ashley. Hi, everyone. Um, pleasure to be here. So yeah, um, my um, um, history at Kantar is a fairly long one. I've been at Kantar for almost 30 years now. Um, I guess most of you all have heard of Kantar. You may not know that our, we've just recently updated our overall mission. So we now claim that we are helping you shape your brand future. Um, but we've long been focused on brands, as I guess most of you will know. Um, and I've been particularly focused on brand communications and media research um, in the last sort of 30 years or so. Um, I've had a mix of uh, client-facing roles, a bit of product development, product innovation, product management, um, and thought leadership as well. So um, that's all led to my current role, um, where I'm overseeing our creative solutions. And that's um, both our survey-based Link Plus product, um, which I think is, most of you will have heard of. It's the, the industry-leading tool for assessing uh, ads via survey-based approaches. And we also now have a predictive Link AI version of that solution as well, which uh, I'm also overseeing. And so basically what we're trying to do with those solutions is uh, combine our expertise, uh, things we've learned over the years with the latest AI and technology to make sure brands can deliver amazing and effective ads. Thanks, Duncan. Uh, so, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Graham Page. Uh, pleasure to uh, be here again today. Uh, so, yeah, I, as Ashley said, I run the uh, media analytics division here at Affectiva. Affectiva is part of the SmartEye group now. Um, and, you know, our, our division really specializes in using uh, emotion AI technology. We pioneered the emotion AI field. And what that really means is that we use deep learning, uh, machine learning algorithms and AI to understand people's reactions uh, at an emotional level and the cognitive level to um, events and stimulus and, and content in particular. So we do a lot of work, uh, a lot of work with Kantar, as you'll hear, um, uh, in helping businesses create better ad campaigns by understanding the way audiences are likely to respond to those campaigns or how they will, how audiences will respond, for instance, to, to entertainment content, mainly by, um, uh, you know, using rec you know, recordings obtained with consent from search panelists while they watch that content. So really being able to see whether people you know, get lit up or not by the content that they're watching and understand if the kind of the narrative is, uh, is engaging people and, and indeed commanding their attention, as we'll hear, uh, in the way that uh, advertisers and, uh, and content producers want. So uh, we spent a lot of time doing that, been in the business for over 10 years, uh, have the world's largest database of advertising responses and emotional responses to content. Um, so. 
uh, hopefully we'll uh, have uh, something interesting to say today. Excellent. Perfect segue. So uh, today's topic is attention. Uh, why is this such a hot topic in the media industry? Why are advertisers suddenly craving attention? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's a trend, a topic uh, um, that I've been following for two or three years now. I, I would say th there's, there's kind of lots of different factors I feel have come together to create a bit of a perfect storm around the word, the topic of attention. Um, I think you're right to say it. it's 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 been especially hot in the media industry, but I think it's now becoming more um, relevant and important in the creative um, space, which is what we're going to be talking about primarily today. Um, and I think um, there's lots of talk about the attention economy because in the digital space, it's much easier to avoid ads now. I mean, we always had ad avoidance with TVs and DVRs and skipping, but um, in the online space that's magnified um, and skippable ad formats are a great thing uh, it's you know much better ad receptivity than non-skippable ads but they bring with it a challenge of um, your ad may may not capture attention mm -hmm. um, on top of that i think the other thing was that the viewability space had, had grown significantly over many years and we were um, doing a good job, I think, of making sure that there was less fraud out there and the ads were at least viewable on the screen. Um, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a genius. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't unexpected that that, that it morphed into questions about, well, yeah, just because it's on the screen and it's playing, that's not it's still not good enough. I actually want a human being to pay attention to my ad. So, so I see why in the media space um, there's been a lot of concern about making sure that it's uh, we can get beyond viewability and actually find ads sort of, uh, where, where people will pay, should be able to pay attention to them. Um, but I think the thing I've been always been most interested in is that, you know, the intersection between creative and media. And I think that's where the debate is the, the most interesting right now. Um, if you can find media placements that can capture attention, how can your creative make the most of that opportunity? And that's where I think people are beginning to realize there's lots more still to learn because it's not a one-size-fits-all measurement approach for those quite different media attention and creative attention um, needs. But, you know, that, that's that's how I, where, I think, where I think I've tracked it to and where I think we're up to today. <laughs> I, I, I think I totally go along with that, Duncan. I think there's a this is, in a sense, a version of a of a question that's been around for a long time. I, I mean, I'm long enough in the tooth in the ad industry to to know that you know that people have always been concerned about whether advertising can command people's attention or not. But as you say, you know, the, the media environment is so different now; it's so much easier to avoid or skip ads. That you know, I, I totally understand why you know advertisers are so interested in whether people are really paying attention. Because you know, if I was spending all those millions of dollars, I'd want to know you know if people are actually seeing all those all those impressions or not, and and whether you know really there's a chance for those things to to influence people. So I you know I totally see why this is a hot issue. Um, uh, and you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of you know a lot of new metrics such as you know emotion ai can can bring to to bear on that on that topic um but i do also think it's it is something that you know people focus on digital advertising particularly for this question um but it is a perennial question and and you know with if you think about ad formats that have been you know traditionally linear like tv there's still there has always been i think there still is a, a question about how to ensure the creative really kind of you know drives attention as much as possible and, and again hopefully that's something that uh, that collectively we can help with Perfect. So this question's for Duncan, but Graham, feel free to jump in. Um, how are Kantar and Affectiva partnering to address this specifically? 
Well, I mean, the good news is we've we've been in the space for a while, right? So we've already been partnering, as Graham said, for we've been working together for over ten years on um, having uh, facial coding, emotional measurement in Kantar's link testing products. So there, there's a lot of history of understanding, um, and that has always included an attention measure. So we've got already got data of over fifty thousand um, ads about um, you know both TV ads and digital videos. How are the ads uh, not not just generating emotional response, but also just just making sure people stick with them, don't get distracted by what else is going on in the room, and carry on looking at the screen. Um, so you know we've got a, a massive data set to work from, um, but the questions have got increasingly sophisticated, and we um, are now doing a lot more testing of digital videos in various different formats and you know how people will uh, typically watch uh, a TikTok is different to how they will typically watch a YouTube video uh, versus an Instagram video so we the questions have got a bit more sophisticated and the demands on the accuracy of that attention data have become higher um so um yeah i mean we 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 that's that's i guess was one of the drivers um behind how we've um the, the upgrade we're going to talk about in a minute, um, but again, we don't. We've never ever wanted to measure either emotion or attention in isolation. So a, a big part of our philosophy is making sure that we are integrating genu these genuine system one methods, um, uh, which are the best way to measure both at attention and emotional response, um, in my opinion with all the things you can get from a, a good old-fashioned survey where people can tell you what they liked about the ad and uh, and how they think it will make them behave um, in the future. So uh, this comprehensive view of ad effectiveness is is what has always brought um, Kantar and uh, Affectivity together. And that's uh, this, what we're going to talk about today is just an, uh, a logical extension of that partnership. So, Graham, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the new attention measure and, and why it needed an upgrade. Sure. And, and so, as Duncan was saying, we've worked together for a long time in, in measuring, I, I guess, kind of emotional engagement with uh, with the content using the, uh, the the facial technology that we have, the you know the measurement of people's facial reactions. Um, but what we're doing with the, the the new attention metric is kind of building upon that. So we start with the same kind of um, kind of stimulus, as it were, for the for the metric, uh, which is you know a recording of. Uh, a viewer watching a piece of content, which obviously we've, uh, you know, they're usually part of research panels. They're people that have agreed to be recorded. It's all done, all done with consent. But you know, they, they're being recorded while they watch or while they they browse. In the case of um, uh, digital content, and the, you know, what we would typically do is, you know measure the facial reactions that they have to indicate uh, engagement but now we can use that same video to go beyond the facial expressions and look for signals of distraction uh, as well and and one of the things that we've been able to bring to bear it comes from our, our if you like our, our integration into the smart eye group so we we mentioned earlier on we're part of the smart and smart eye group they are one of the world's largest um, suppliers to the automotive industry particularly for um, driver monitoring uh, purposes so a lot of technology uh, that Smart Eye brings to bear in the automotive industry is focused on measuring driver distraction. So, you know, are people's eyes on the road or are they are they elsewhere? Um, and so, there's some really amazing uh, gaze tracking technology, for instance, that the Smart Eye Group have available, and we've been able to bring some of that into the media space and apply it to the measurement of viewer attention while they're browsing or while they're while they're watching content. So, we've we've created a, a metric which has 
contain looks for multiple signals of distraction. So we've always been able to measure attention using kind of the, the pose of the head. So while you can look up, down, left, right, and so on, we've got those signals uh, in there as, as measures of distraction. But we're also able to bring to bear where the eyes are looking on the screen. No, are they are they off screen, on screen? Um, and again, that's using that smart eye technology. But we're also combining um, other signals as well, such as whether people are speaking. And whether people are look, you know, look like they're falling asleep, uh, or are they kind of uh, obscuring their eyes or their face in some way so they can't actually uh, actually see the screen? So actually, if we if we can bring up a, a quick slide that just kind of details the different elements that we have baked into uh, into this the, this metric, um, and if we play a short video, you can kind of see the different elements uh, at work. So you'll see, I'm afraid, uh, a familiar face. This is me uh, recorded another time. You can see my attention level drops as I. Uh, my head moves away from the screen. This is a colleague of ours who is looking at a second screen. And so we know that, the, that she's looking over, looking off to one side already. But as she looks further away, you can see the attention levels drop. Again, this it works on mobile as well as desktops. It's another colleague looking at his phone. And you can see as he looks away, attention dropped. Again, just using the eyes, you can see, you know, facing the camera again on a phone, but looking away, you see attention levels are indicated to drop. Uh, in this case, we can indicate, uh, see whether people are looking down, which is really hard for, for a lot of desktops. Again, if people kind of are looking off center, but actually then look back away from the screen, we can pick that up purely from the eyes. And then again, as people speak, that's usually a good, good sign they're not really paying attention to content. Um, likewise, if they look like they're, they're falling asleep, uh, then again, we, we can't say they're paying full attention. And again, if, you know, things like, you know, raising a cup to the face, it obscures the eyes, attention has seemed to drop. Uh, but interestingly, you know, this is a case where attention isn't dropping because uh, you can see our colleague here, Sasha, is actually still looking at the screen with one eye as she raises the cup. So, again, we can, you know, we can pick up a lot of different signals that um, you know, I think collectively give us uh, a really interesting perspective on whether people are, are distracted or not. Um, and we can you know, use multiple signals and, and indeed break that down into kind of why they weren't paying attention, what sort of attention they were paying. So it's it's quite a detailed measure um, that I think uh, you know, moves us forward, but it's also then you know something that we're deploying, as Duncan was saying, alongside the existing measures of you know engagement and not just passive attention but active attention. Are people you know paying enough attention to actually engage with the content and show it on the face? So we got, we have a pretty comprehensive picture, I think, of of, of how people are responding, um, and attention is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to say that you know uh, this is the, these gaze components that are now in facial code. Now they're at this level of sophistication. It really, you know, I think a lot of people think attention measurement for an individual ad needs to be eye tracking, and I um, but obviously that's much harder to scale than facial coding is. So we've, I think here we've um, we've got now something that gives us a much more granular and, and sensitive attention measure, but it's also easy to scale, easy to combine with, um, with survey-based methods that are, you know, all around the world. So that's, that's why we're really pleased to have seen these affectiva updates and really pleased to be deploying them. Uh, and, you know, they're already flying out of the, out of the door. Awesome. Can you, can you share a little bit more about what we've seen already with this attention measure? Yeah, um, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, this the upgraded version is only launched in uh, Q4 last year, but uh, loads of clients are already really positive about it. Um, it's gone straight into um, 
all of all of our live studies essentially without uh, any um, any debate, <laughs> and I, and I think um, people are already finding it helpful in terms of diagnosing you know their ads as well as understanding a new component of their ad success. And um, we've got more to do on that this year as we start to bed it into people's uh, ongoing testing protocols. But um, but yeah, the the initial responses have been very positive. Excellent. Also, uh, Duncan, what has the client response been to this attention metric so far now that you spoke a little bit about? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that we, it's, again, on one level, it's nothing new, but it, but they've, they've always known we had an attention measure. But I think um, it's, as we started to say, look, we've now got an attention measure that is a more helpful diagnostic. That's helpful, um, and it's it's also addressing a, con, a you know questions they've got coming from the media space of well we're spending this time and effort on optimizing our media um, buy so we can get more attention but um, there's no point buying a, a slot that has the potential to deliver more attention if your ad is then failing to take advantage of that so I think. Um, I, I think we're going to get more and more of those creative attention questions coming through um, in, in into 2024. Um, yeah, and so we're just happy now to have something that rather than it being tucked away as if you ask us about it, we've got an attention measure. Now it's front and center. Now we've got a brand new framework and we're, we're helping people to walk them through how they can actually use attention as a fundamental part of the way they analyze the success of their ad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now for you both, as we as we look towards the future, what's next for, for measuring attention? Um, shall, shall I pick that up first, Duncan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously we're, we've created a measure that's very focused on, uh, I guess, kind of signals of distraction. Um, and, and, you know, we're combining that, as Duncan was saying, with then the more active measures of attention in terms of people's people's reaction to the content itself. But I think the, you know, the, the, the technology we have available to us now, I think can go further than that. So, you know, I, I think some of the things we're looking at next is going, again, going back to that technology that we're sourcing from the automotive division, you know, I think we can go beyond just the signals of distraction and start looking at, you know, more on kind of where is attention focused within the screen. Um, and I think that that'll be a big step forward, particularly given that the way a lot of these algorithms work is that they don't require a lot of calibration. Uh, you know, so many of you will be familiar with the kind of traditional eye tracking um, calibration exercise where you have to follow a dot around the screen. And obviously that's that's not something that you can do if you're monitoring a, a driver's um, <laughs> a driver's vision, right? You can't get in your car and follow a dot around the screen before you before you set off. So a lot of those ve- those calibration, uh, a lot of those algorithms don't use those kind of calibration vectors. And again, we're, we're you know, we're not quite there yet, but I think it, it's quite within our reach to, to then apply some of that tech into more of this attention measurement space and look at you know attention within the screen um in you know without necessarily having to make people go through a complicated procedure which again just will make more accurate attention measurement a lot more a lot more scalable which i think is where we've always come from and i guess uh, from the Cantor point of view it's really about making sure that we um uh, activate this and learn from it at scale so We've created a, a very simple Kantar attention framework, uh, which helps put this in context. So it, it just gives you a simple summary of how well your ad is um, delivering on playback, so, you know, whether the ad's being watched in the digital context. And then on top of that, how, what's the level of passive attention you're achieving and when 
second by second does that drop off and when are you generating more active attention or a more deeper emotional engagement and that's the you know the the best bit of attention right so the attention obviously works at different levels and depths so with that framework we're putting that into every single uh, study that includes this um that includes facial coding and that that allows us to um identify whether your ad is generating more attention than an average ad or not, and if so, why? And then we can use the, the other metrics in the study to help us understand, you know, what is it exactly that is uh, is capturing the attention or or if we're seeing attention fall off, you know, maybe the ad needs re-editing to, um, to, to be more impactful overall. So at an individual ad level, I think we're going to um, see attention become just part of the analytic routine. Um, particularly for digital ads. Um, and I think we're expecting to see lots more learning. We already know some things about how attention varies by placement and by format, and you'll see lots more of that if you sign up to the webinar in February. Um, but I also think we're going to um, get more sophisticated in the questions we start answering about, you know, how much attention do you need if you're this kind of brand in this kind of category with these kinds of branding cues? So I think we'll be doing more general metro learnings around attention, more validation of how attention builds brands, drives sales. But I think we'll be um, also starting to um, tailor those uh, meta-analyses to individual uh, brands and categories. So, you know, there's just stacks more to learn. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, we, we've got the measurement in place now. So the, that this is the fun, where the fun really starts. We can start to find mm -hmm. out uh, what, what it's going to tell us. Nice. And I think you might have answered my last question, which was, how can people listening in today learn more? Yep. <laughs> Great question. We have this webinar. <laughs> I, mean, I think, yeah, as, as Duncan was saying, there, you know, there is a joint Kantar and Affectiva webinar um, uh, uh, on the calendar for the 28th of February. So uh, if people want to hear more, they are. We would strongly encourage you to, to, to sign up to that and, uh, and come and hear more. We'll be going into a lot more detail about um, not just the measures, but, you know, the, the kind of things that we're seeing, um, you know, looking across the, all the studies that we're doing together and, and, and have already done together. So there'll be a lot more kind of meta-learning and, and, and detail that we've been able to go into today. But also we'll cover a lot of case studies. So we'll be able to talk about, if you like, some of the, the do's and don'ts, highlight some some examples of, of creative that's done a really great job at driving attention and, and, and driving engagement um and and maybe share a little bit about less successful approaches so yeah lots of um lots of detail and, and case studies in that and and if you're interested in, in this topic uh, i hope it will be uh, uh, something that's worth um uh, that's worth going to and then also as you can see on the screen there's some uh, you can obviously get in touch with us directly uh, at both affectiva and Kantar, and and uh, just find out more directly from us um via that route all right, so that is all we have time for. I want to thank both of our presenters, Duncan and Graham, once again, for making the time to share this with us today and all of you for attending. And hopefully this gave some clarity on some of the amazing work Affectiva and Kanta are doing. Once again, if, please reach out to us if you have any questions, follow us on social media or sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss our next virtual event. And thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Thank you.